It is time once again for another episode of the Apple Circle Podcast. We are back with lots of really exciting, crazy stories to talk about. So much to jump into. Sorry, I'm being a little facetious. Um, You know it's a breaking news time in the Apple world when one of the top stories of the week is that Apple is giving away a $50 gift card if you buy an <laughs> Apple TV. It's about where the news cycle is. But we've got some stuff to talk about, which we'll get into in a second. First, though, as we approach uh, a slower news cycle right now, as we are back in the tech drought that we uh, avoided a few weeks ago, uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you guys have questions, comments, you're heading back to school, you want to know how to save money on a Mac, which one you should buy. Should you upgrade from your 11 to the 14? You've got questions, let us know. Or even just like behind the scenes, like, hey, what mic do you use? What camera do you use? We'd love to answer those questions. Let us know by checking out the Apple Circle Podcast hotline, which you can text or call to 949-354-3508. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter with the Apple Circle on there. We've got the YouTube channel. If you didn't know, if you've been listening this whole time and you wanted to go, what do Matt and Robert actually look like? If you didn't know, there's a video version. It's a great YouTube channel that's got the full clips. Or I guess I should say, full episodes plus clips. So yes. uh, Alec does a great job. Uh, our uh, producer, Alec, uh, who does some clips during the week, and then we do the full show. So lots of good stuff on there. We've got about over 600 subscribers on the channel, which is awesome. It's We're growing. Slowly... We appreciate, yeah. uh, you know, we started with obviously zero. And we, you know, we could be a lot more shameless about the promotion in different areas, but we don't want to be that those people, right? I mean... Don't hold us to that because it might there might very well come a day where we become shameless about promoting it. But this is very natural, organic uh, growth, and it, we're pretty happy with it. So thanks to everyone who subscribed, everyone who listens, um, and yeah, if you if you watch us on the YouTube channel, you get to see our beautiful faces. Just kidding, but yes, um, our and our ever changing backgrounds. At least mine, because now I'm in a different spot once again because. I'm working on getting to the place where I can just flip a switch and start recording instead of having to set everything up. And I figured I might as well just use the studio that I already had set up for my personal channel, which I saw someone ask what my personal channel is. Just my name, Matt Gonzalez. Search on YouTube, it'll pop up. There's another person named Matt Gonzalez who is like an attorney or some <laughs> kind of political guy from San Francisco that pops up. But I think I've finally gotten enough content out there that I come up first. So... Just type my name. It'll, it'll be up oh. there. Um, I have the same thing. I have an attorney, or an attorney and a dentist named Robert Rosenfeld, who both were outranking me on Google. <laughs> well, you're going to get them, I'm sure. So, um, yeah, the, again, appreciate everyone who listens. But I think this week, we're kind of, I mean, we're already into August, so technically it's not the middle of the, the year anymore. But in terms of the Apple product cycle, we're kind of in the middle. We're expecting a, quite a bit more to still come. But we've also already seen a lot. So I figured, you know, we're halfway through. We had a lot of predictions for what 2022 was going to bring. But now that we're here, let's, you know, talk about what's coming, what we're still expecting, even in this very uh, tumultuous product announcement lineup uh, or or time, as it were. Because even though we're expecting things to come, everything could change next week or it could change the week after. I mean, it, nothing is set in stone. So I think it's interesting to talk about what is coming. You know what? I, I didn't actually prepare ahead of time, but I should have prepared. I'll, maybe I'll do this later, a list, or maybe a future episode, is uh, everything that we thought was coming in 2022 that didn't come. That's a come. good idea, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, maybe we'll cover that uh, in another episode. But it, there is a lot of exciting stuff. I mean, we're in this lull, and it sort of sucks, but we're always in this lull this time because the fall gets so crazy busy, and if half of these rumors are true, it's gonna be a pretty good fall with iPhone 14 and everything, so it'll be great. Uh, but this is always like the lull. It's the post-WWDC time when the software betas are coming out, but they're not officially out in the fall yet, and we don't have iPhone 14, and we got the MacBook Air, which isn't, which isn't nothing, but I feel like our attention spans have gotten so diminished that we just need that next hit of uh, the next rumor or whatever the new product's going to be that we're just so bored by things. Uh, so we're just waiting for what should be coming next. I guess on the topic of what's coming next, um, a little bit of news uh, this week, um, just more confirmation that an iPhone 14 Pro always on display is coming. I think it was 9to5Mac who first discovered that I don't know how they found this, either in the code or there's some kind of reference, basically, that's similar to the Apple Watch, that the iPhone or the newest version of iOS 16 
is creating two versions of a wallpaper for the lock screen, I guess two versions of the lock screen, uh, one that is a dimmed version and then one that is a brighter version. Someone also found that Xcode also, the new beta version, has references to an always-on display motor, I guess, in not so many words like that, but basically the same functionality. Basically, it looks like an always-on display mode is finally coming to the iPhone 14 Pro. Though, how long has it been on Android? It's been on Android. They've had oh, this sort of feature yeah, like, for basically years. Basically from the beginning. Like, uh, not the first phone, but as soon as they started competing with the iPhone, I mean, this thing's been around way before even OLED screens were on there. They were doing this with LCD screens. I mean, this this is a long-awaited feature for a lot of people on the iPhone side. What do you think? Is this still... I mean, I guess we could just talk about it. That's one of the f biggest products and most... I don't know why I'm having trouble saying this, but basically the iPhone 14 series is the next product that we're one, very sure is coming and two are expecting the soonest. Like the next event, the iPhone 14 is likely to be what that event is. Um, so question for you, is this gonna be the feature or are, is this kind of, uh, is just this, I can't talk today, what's going on? Is it, you know what I'm trying to say. Is this the feature? I, I understand and it's interesting because there's a couple of different ways to look at this because I've seen a lot of comments from people in the videos on iPhone 14. It's like, this feature sucks. Who cares about it? And on one hand, I kind of feel you. It's like, I get it. It's like, this is not that big of a feature. Oh, wow, my phone screen is dim. And then I wake it up and then it comes to life. Not a huge feature, but I think like ProMotion, it's one of those little creature comfort things that once you have it, you really appreciate it. Then when you don't have it, you sort of miss it. I mean, ProMotion... I noticed it the first two days I had the phone, and then I cannot say at all that it arguably enhanced my iPhone experience in any significant way. I have not noticed it in games, because I don't really play games on there. I don't notice it in watching stuff, because everything I watch is like 60 hertz. I haven't noticed any drastic difference. But if I turned it off, the other day I randomly put my phone in battery power saving mode or whatever, energy efficiency mode, um, and I noticed something was different. I'm like, what's different? Because it seems like it's slow, it seems laggy. It was because in that reduced battery saving mode, uh, the high refresh rate was off. And I think it's one of those things that's gonna be the same case of always on display mode. That is when you have it, it's gonna be a nice little thing. And when you don't have it, you might notice it, but it's not gonna be a thing that's gonna sway you one way or the other. I, I, my parents, they got their 13 Pro Maxes now two weeks ago, and I was kind of showing them like, hey, like look, like there's this you know high refresh rate thing, and I think they kind of noticed, and I don't really think it's a huge deal. So no, I don't think it's a huge deal, in my opinion, once I hear your thoughts on uh, always on display mode, I think honestly the biggest selling points and probably what Apple's going to lean into is got to be the camera and we can get into yeah. that. But first, what are your thoughts on sort of on always on display mode and is this the feature? Why, why have people even been wanting this? And do you think that it's going to be one of those things that um, it's going to change everything or it's going to be sort of, eh, it's sort of nice to have. Yeah. I mean, I, I pretty much agree. I, it's hard to say that I'm not going to want the feature or care about the feature once it's here because I mean, on one hand, I've used it on Android. I use Android phones every single day. So I, it's not like I've never used this feature. I know what it is. I, I like it. It's not something I don't want. But on the other hand, it's like if it's not like I miss it when I'm on the iPhone compared to the Android phone. So I, I kind of agree that that's a good way to compare it. It's going to be very nice to have, much like the high refresh rate screen. But it's not something that I will buy the phone just because of that. Um, but I also can see a world where once I do have it on my main phone that I'm using day in and day out, that I will find a use for it and I will enjoy it. Cause you know, I was thinking, I can't remember what the product is exactly, but it was some, it might've been the iPhone SE or something like that, that didn't have tap to wake when they, you know, they, they announced tap to wake on the iPhone where you could just tap the screen and it'll turn it on instead of having to actually click the button. This was a few years ago. Um, and then they released another product that didn't have that. It might've been an iPad, something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I really miss not being able to just tap the screen and turn it on. And eventually that did come or I forgot what happened, but it's not an issue anymore. Um, so I could maybe see that being an issue or a similar situation with the always on display is like, once I get used to it always being there, maybe I'm going to really hate that on my iPad. I can't just glance at it and see things or on, you know, something like that. So I don't know. We'll see. But it really comes down to what the functionality is going to be. Because even with the lock screen that we currently have on the iPhone, it's just hard to tell right now because I'm running the iOS 
16 beta. So I do have the new lock screen. I've got the widgets there, but because it's all just first party stuff, because the third party apps are not out yet, I don't know how much I really care about these things because I have, I will say, I have the widgets that I can put there, which basically right now is my calendar, uh, my calendar, the weather, and my activity rings. Um, and I never look at them on the lock screen. Will that change once it's an always on display and it's always there and I can just glance at it? Possibly. Or will it change once I could choose more widgets that I care about more? Possibly. But as of now, the new lock screen is very underwhelming as I've gotten used to it. Well, the one thing I think too is of what would I want this always on display mode to do? Do I want to see widgets? Do I want to see the time? On the Apple Watch, what I love most is that I can see at a glance, obviously the time, but also I can see uh, battery, I can see weather, all that stuff. Like It's just like little bite-sized bits of info. Glanceable info is really important. And for me, the one thing the Apple Watch can't do that the iPhone could do is tell me what notification comes in or at least like what app. Because for me, like right now, I feel a buzz on my wrist and that could be 5 billion things. It could be a, an important telegram message for work. It could be a spam email. It could be Instagram spam. It could be like a, a million other things. Like I don't know what that is. What would be nice is as my iPhone is sitting right here, I could have the always on display mode on and then I could just see at least what app had the notification, at least narrows it down a bit to, okay, this is coming from Instagram, right? This is coming from Spark for email. That's what I want to see. And if Apple can accomplish that and it has that functionality, then I think it makes sense and it's worth it. Along with battery info and time, I feel like that's the most important stuff you'd want to see. Beyond that though, I don't think they can build a crazy amount of stuff into this because again, the always on display mode, the biggest concern is battery life and you want to have info that can sort of update, but not always live update because it's just going to eat away at the battery. So I'm not sure how much they can really do, but if you've got, you know, a 5.8 or 6.1 inch screen size or, you know, 6.7 inch screen, you've got a huge canvas to work with. It'd be nice if Apple could do a little bit to make that screen real estate really be put to work. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's that's... I'm just trying to think of like other things that I would want from this always on display, but that really is the case. I guess a question for you specifically, because I know you love the Apple Watch for the notifications. If we now have an always on display, isn't that kind of redundant? Like, I, like, isn't that the same thing? Why? I mean, obviously the watch does more things than that, but in terms, I know for you specifically, you always say that you love just getting those notifications, having them all the time. Isn't that kind of the same idea with the phone? It is, but I think that the one advantage the iPhone has is that I could see at least a little bit more info on what that notification is. I know that they can't like show me, like if I get an email, for example, they could, maybe there's a setting to show the email, but again, then you're like privacy stuff or like a text. So like that have to be bypassed by face ID. So they probably can't show that, but it'd be nice if my phone was sitting in front of me and a notification came in. For me, like I just said, I, I want to see the app. That's the thing with the Apple Watch is I can feel when a notification comes in, but I still got to sort of look down and I got to raise it a little bit or tap to wake just a bit to get that animation to pop up and then I can see what it is. With the iPhone, if it's just sort of stationary sitting there, I can literally just see what comes in without even having to touch anything or really, I can sort of do a quick glance and even a more inconspicuous sort of movement or glance than what would be required on the Apple Watch. So for me, yeah, it's totally redundant, but if it could just give me a little bit more info, that would be nice. And hopefully there's some more info that Apple can put on the iPhone's display than the Apple Watch, but I don't know how much because again, they're basically showing the same info. It's battery, it's uh, time, the date, maybe the weather, and then maybe something with widgets, but Apple has constrained the Apple Watch so much with the home screen, what is it, the watch faces that I don't have a ton of confidence. So I don't really know, but that's really what I'm looking for. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what they do with, uh, I forgot what they're called, but it's like the live updating widgets that different apps can use that show up on your home screen so that, for instance, you order an Uber or whatever, instead of opening the app and like checking the status, it'll actually just pop up as like kind of a, a widget on your home screen or lock screen that gives you the information. I wonder if they will implement something like that for the always on display, because that'd be kind of nice, you know, your phone's sitting there and you're just like literally getting info. But I do kind of, I don't think we're gonna get that. I think it's gonna be very basic. And I, I think the reason is something you mentioned, which is the privacy stuff. I think Apple's gonna be very wary of your phone always displaying information. And I'm worried, but not 
going to be surprised if it's super cut down and it's like you get the time and maybe a number indicator of what the notifications you have and that's about it. I wouldn't even be surprised if they don't let you have like your calendar widget or anything like that. I don't know. I'm a little well, worried about that. Well, even if they did what you can do now, which is I'm looking at my phone right now. It's I tap the screen so it's on. I can see like the notifications. Like I, I can see, okay, I have um, two Spark notifications. And then once I pick up the phone and Face ID and locks it, then I can see what those emails are. Even if they just did that in a more stripped down, always on mode, I'd be fine with that. Um, and I just don't know, you know, how how far is Apple going to go to really restrict this? And does that kind of take away from the convenience of the always on display mode? Because you got to think, you know, I, Apple knows these numbers, but okay, this is a pro feature. Obviously, this is on the pro phone for a reason. And I'm assuming that a lot of people who have the pro iPhones are not just the average consumers or a little bit more enthusiasts. So they probably have Apple watches or at least in the Venn diagram of iPhone 14 pro owners Apple Watch owners, I'm assuming there's a huge overlap in there of people who own both pro iPhones and Apple Watches. So you don't want to just duplicate the functionality because for the average person, a little bit of that glanceable info would be fine, but hopefully they can do a little bit more since again, this is a quote unquote pro feature, though Apple has been known to loosely interpret pro for when they want things to be considered pro. So who even knows? So I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I think it's going to be cool to see, but I'm not um, going to be super surprised if the functionality is super limited. And then I think yeah. about, you know, like you said, real-time widgets. App, first off, Apple, I love Apple, but they say it was going to come. Isn't that one of the things that's going to be coming later this year or something? So who even knows when it's going to come? And then you got to wait for developers to implement it. So I'm not even super keen if that's ever going to be coming as a thing. So who knows? I think we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But um looks like it's coming at the very least. You know, this completely random, but I remember that they did this like WWDC like maybe two years ago, like, or maybe last year even, but there was like this like super stripped down version of apps that like, like Matt, app bytes that you I can swear download. you're reading my mind because I was just thinking that. How are we connected like this? This is weird. <laughs> we have funny. similar backstories and all this. Yeah, app clips. I was thinking that exact yeah, thing about how, and they spend all the time and how apps can do this per den version. It's great you do this and that. And then you could do these stickers, right, that you can scan. I have never once seen it, used it, heard anything about it. And no, then I was the thinking, reason... man, isn't, isn't it no, weird how... Um, isn't it weird how Apple devotes all this time and energy and I mean, for something to get time at a keynote is a really big deal. Like think about all the um, the time and R&D, all the money that went into that and I've never used it, but go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, the reason I brought it up is because that was one of the things that they announced that like, oh, we're working on this, it's coming. And then you just never thought about it ever again. But a few months ago, I was somewhere getting something to eat and they had they had one. It was like a little scan thing. You scanned it, and it was I think it was from Toast, which is like a POS uh, system for restaurants. Um, and I scanned it, and I was able to pay. And it was like a little applet that I used, but I didn't have to actually download an app. And I was like, oh, that actually worked pretty well. And ever since then, I've never thought about it or never seen it again. But I was it was just thinking of those things that Apple announces that never come. This one actually exists. I just don't know why more people don't use it. it seems it worked really well, so I don't know why people don't do that. But uh, uh, that was just a little little aside there. I, I think was the more that interesting exact same thing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we're I think getting more to the at least for me personally, the more interesting thing about the iPhone 14 Pro specifically um, is the camera system. I think that I kind of agree that that is really going to be the defining feature, mainly because it's going to be the first time since the 6s that we've gotten a megapixel bump on any of the cameras, not just uh, the main sensor. But yeah, we're I think. The current rumor is still that we're expecting the three cameras in the back. Um, they're going to be bigger physically um, and also have a bigger main sensor up to 48 megapixels. Um, uh, I think there were rumors initially like a long time ago that maybe we'd get like a periscope camera, but that's not happening until later on, if at all. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if we also get like an updated uh or at least software to update the ultra wide camera to make it a little bit more. Or actually, isn't there? Do you remember? Is there rumor that the up, the ultra wide should get an update? Or is you know, it's been interesting because there's not been a lot of updates on the other cameras. So we know that the selfie camera is going to get a bump across the That's board. So everybody's going to get yeah. a little bit better um, f stop. I think it's going to go from 
2.2 to 1.9. It's a little bit more light and then like better autofocusing capabilities. But we've heard nothing about the other back cameras, which lead me to believe it's probably just going to stay the same. Yeah. Maybe some software stuff in there. But yeah, 48 megapixel camera, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, this is... To me, this is a big deal because if there's one thing about the iPhone camera that I don't like, it's that the detail isn't always there. Uh, you know, when you're just looking at the photo, it's fine. But if you ever try to zoom in just a little bit, it falls apart pretty quickly. A lot of that is because of uh, Apple's processing. It does like to smooth things out a little more when you zoom in. Um, but also, you, it's just a 12 megapixel image, so it, you can only do so much there. I... I'm interested to see how this looks and what their reasoning is or what Apple can do with it because I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing pixel binning, which is, yes, it's a 48 megapixel sensor, but each, uh, like, let's say, what do you what would you call it? Uh, each four pixels will be kind of merged into one. So you are still getting the extra detail. You're getting the extra information because there are multiple pixels there, but they're merged into a 12 megapixel image in the finale. Um, so you're getting a bigger sensor, but it's being pared down. That should still give you better quality and it should you know, help with things like noise and uh, sharpness and that kind of stuff. But I'm interested to see what Apple does because we've, since app, I mean, the iPhone 4 was when they started to take the photography seriously, but, and then the iPhone 6S is, I'm trying to think. So the iPhone, yeah, the 6S was the first year where the Max, uh, iPhone 6S Max had a second camera so arguably, you could say in the time when they've really decided that the iPhone is going to be like the camera to replace all cameras, especially on the mobile side, they haven't really done anything with more megapixels. So it'd be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah, I'm really excited to see not just what they do with the photos, but also with the videos. And there have been rumors for a while and like no one said otherwise, like if it's happening or not about AK video, which is yeah. a little ambitious to me, but no one said anything. So we have no idea. Um, but I was thinking the other day, just how, I don't know what the word is for this. The peace of mind, the versatility, how good it is that not only can you take really good pictures on this, like we, um, with our daughter, we have like a bunch of photos now around the house that are like blown up to like, I don't know, eight by 12 and I don't know the size. It's like big, you know, nice, decent frame photos that were just shot on the iPhone. Like literally I've been shooting more and more in portrait mode and it looks super good. And you can dial it back and adjust it, which is cool. So the photos are great, but just the video that you can just take a video on this. You can shoot whatever. It's going to look good. It's going to sound good. All of that cannot go understated. And you know, now with you've got the rise of TikTok and short form videos and people are using their iPhones feel like more than ever to create videos and hopefully this leads to better video recording capabilities as well i don't know what how that translates over hopefully it's sort of you know sharper video with more detail maybe it lets more light in so you can do better low light stuff um, maybe we see updates to cinematic video ProRes video um but all, obviously if apple's gonna bump the camera up this much Hopefully they spend a good amount of time and they have some good updates to talk about um, with upgrades in the camera department. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I believe that 8K video is coming only because, I don't know. It's not that it can't do it because, you know, Samsung phones have 8K HDR video that works just fine. Does it look good to, my, to me? No, but, you know, if it's not, the processors are capable, cap, capable of it is what I'm trying to say. So... Is it possible? Yes. I just, I don't know if Apple's going to go that direction because I guess here's a question. Do you think it's more likely that we're going to see 4K 120 or 8K 30? What do you think? Uh, 4K 120. I just, 8K is like a great number to throw around, but Apple doesn't usually throw around numbers like that unless there was some kind of meaning. And you know, there's a lot of nicety to having AK video, but what are you going to play it back on? Who's going to really enjoy that? And maybe I, I just think that they would rather focus on, you can get sharper, higher quality 4k video and just ditch the AK thing because it doesn't make sense. And who's really going to use that? I mean, I don't know how many people really use, I guess you use ProRes video, right? So I feel like there uh, are other no, areas. I don't know. I, I, I never it, use it. I, use it I, yeah. I think I have like the baby storage, right? So I don't think I can even do it oh, or something, yeah, but yeah. I think that there are other areas that Apple could work on in their video mode, like cinematic video could be really improved. Like work on that stuff and not don't focus on AK video because who really cares about that? And they also, 
at the end of the day, I love the iPhone, but it's a phone and the video is only going to be so good. So what's the benefit of getting all those pixels? I'd, I'd rather have sharper 4K than, you know, 8K that can do it and sort of looks eh. So I think 4K 120 would be cool. I use the 4K 60 all the time and it looks yep, really good. I'm just, I'm really, we use, I mean, across all the JFL properties, she did a lot of B-roll on the iPhone. I know I do it for Apple Circle, and I do it in 4K60 on here, and it looks good. Handheld, just put, throw some stabilization on there. It looks really good, and um, I'd rather see folk, um, you know, focus on those modes more, the practical stuff, and not just, oh, look, we can do AK, because Samsung does it, and the phones can do it, but there's caveats, and it doesn't look good, so that's what I'd rather see Apple improve. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because in the past, even though the I always thought the iPhone video was top of class and it was always great, I didn't really use it all that much, just because it was like, yeah, but it's still a phone. But with the 12 and now the 13 Pro, I use it all the time. And you know, I'll be going somewhere and I'm like, oh, this would be a good shot for like a video that I'm planning or something. But I don't have my camera. I have zero hesitation pulling out my phone and using that as the camera. And one, I've used it in multiple videos and it looks fine. Two, not a single person has either noticed or if they did notice, they didn't bring it up, so it doesn't matter. And and just not my videos, but we know multiple channels that run their entire production off of just iPhones. They shoot everything on the iPhone and do I care? No, I mean, do I know that it's not as high quality as like my C70, which I'm using to record this right now? Yeah, but does it matter? It doesn't matter, especially when it comes to content. So, I, and I think Apple kind of knows that. They know that the quality, the quality of what is there, or like the capability of it. Like I, I feel like they'd rather update the cinematic mode to be much more refined and maybe even have 4K than they would to add 8K because that's what, at least in Apple's opinion, I think they think the you know cinematic mode, for instance, is more tuned for storytelling than it is just a spec. So I. I I hope they do that rather than just add more features. Or here's the best of both worlds, just add them both. That'd be nice too. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be against it being there. I just don't know if I really need it. But okay, and I'm trying to think. So that's the camera, excited for that. We talked about the always on display. I guess the other only real thing is the notch or lack thereof. Is that kind of the only other thing for the pro that, that we're missing? Yeah, and the design, the more I think about this, the more I just kind of like I'm very split. It's like, on one hand, I really don't care. And I know a lot of people just like, oh, who cares? It's the notch. It is what it is. But it still sort of is weird that it's been five years since the Face ID system was introduced. And there's a lot of weird things that still irk me about Face ID and Apple's weird implementation of it. But I'm surprised that five years later, this is the best they can do with shrinking the system. And I know Apple and... Apple has an almost unlimited R&D budget, and I'm sure they've tested under display, but is there, and again, I'm just going to be a little critical here, is there really no other place they could do this? There's no other way it has to be this weird double hole punch thing, or is this simply because we have to make this look different, and we want to make it look like an iPhone, so we're not going to do a single hole punch? I understand the selfie camera thing that, okay, you know, if you put it under the display, the tech isn't there yet, it's going to look weird, I get that. But with the Face ID system, is that second little cutout really necessary, or do you think it's just for aesthetics? <sighs> it's a tough one. I think it's just for aesthetics because I, as far as I'm aware, the the shrinkage happened with the iPhone 13 that we have now because the the notch is smaller. So like they already shrank it down, I guess to the amount that they're comfortable with, and now they're just basically instead of having black paint around the bezel, they're just making the screen go all the way around. So it's like. They're not really doing much here. I don't think it's going to be that different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm wondering if I'd rather have like a, a slightly thicker bezel, but it's all pushed up to the top, so there's nothing in the screen, or if I'd rather have this. And I, I don't know if I really care either way. It, like, this doesn't bother me. It's just, it does seem like change for change's sake. And you know what's interesting is, okay, so they're going to do this. But they just also like double down on the max that they're going to have notches. So it's like, are we suddenly going to like switch to hole punches on everything at some point? Because I, I do think this is like a very recognizable look that once you're kind of used to it, you're going to be like, oh, that's an iPhone, um, which I think Apple's very uh, wary of. They want that. They want that recognition. Uh, and there's no doubt that the notch is an iPhone. So uh, 
I guess the question is, is this an is this a step, a baby step, or is this going to be the new look across the line? And I, I don't really know. Well, I would imagine that the Mac line is going to keep that notch for quite some time since there's computers that have yet to be released that are going to probably have that notch. What still is so weird to me is that the Mac line, or even just the monitors, the face ID has not been adopted there at all. It just seems so weird to me. And now we're sort of in, we've talked about the naming in convention. We've got the design in convention in a sense. So you've got notches on the computers now. You've got the double hole punch here. I, I don't know what the answer is. Would it have just been easier for Apple to say, look, well, let's just keep the notch as it is. We got the smaller notches again. Think about it the other day. I was like, this is 20% smaller. I don't notice the difference at all. And I feel like you either care about the notch or you don't care about the notch. I don't know if this double hole punch thing is going to make anybody happy. Would have, would it, okay, if I can talk here too, would it have just been better if they focused on something else and just waited until they could move it under the display and then make that move? Or is this better to show they're doing something? I don't know. It, this was obviously a huge deal when the rumors first broke about it, like, a year ago but now the more i think about it the more i'm kind of ambivalent about it and i really don't care i'm sure i'm gonna have stronger opinions when i get to see it and hold it and we see the you know how it's gonna look and all that but i just i'm not su super crazy about it either way right now yeah no i i feel the same way i'm sure it's gonna be fine i'm my prediction is i'm not gonna care at all i will notice it but i'm not gonna care um it would it would be nice if apple you know finally after what is it years like since the since 2018, since the iPhone 10 came out, it would be nice if they did a little bit more with those little ears on the side, um, especially now that there's you know, at least theoretically going to be a lot more space there. But I don't think they're going to do anything. I think it's going to be exactly the same. Um, I'm trying to think of what else there is for the 14 Pro. Maybe we'll get that SOS feature with the um, you know uh, satellite system, so that if you are without cell phone signal and something does happen, you can still reach emergency services. Maybe that'll happen. I talked about my little theory last week, so who knows? We'll see if I'm right on that. But that's not like a make or break feature. At least I don't think it is. Uh, and then I'm sure we'll get a new color. But other than that, that's kind of it, right? And then if we talk about the iPhone 14, the regular 14. That's even less to talk about because yeah. that's supposed to have, oh, I guess the processor, it, the 14 Pro should get the A16? Yeah, A16, but it's like, eh, it's yeah. new processors are great, but doesn't really make any noticeable difference, yeah. I think, for most people out there. Uh, and then going back 14, to the 14, yeah. No, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, going back to the 14, it's supposed, I mean, this, what's going to be interesting about the 14 is not so much the features because there literally are none. It's more how the, public is going to react to the same iPhone getting released oh, a year again. It's basically what it is. I mean, you're going to get a slightly better chip. I'm sure there's going to but be a new color. But it's still an A15, right? Yeah, still an A15. Yeah. Uh, better selfie camera. We don't know if any other camera stuff is going to change. Screen's going to stay the same. Notch is going to stay the same. Maybe it's basically an iPhone 13. Unless the only saving grace here is the 14 Max, which exactly. is a larger screen cheaper version for many out there who want that but if you're like I, I just like the normal phone and i'm looking at the iphone 12 and the iphone or i'm looking at the 13 and the 14 there is so little difference between those two phones that don't look at a comparison chart i'm, I'm curious if apple's going to have a comparison chart on their site because the differences are so minute that it's not going to make any difference I, the, well, yeah. there's nothing that's what I was going to, that's actually what I was about to bring up. Do you think, because so, right now we have the 13 Pro and the regular 13, and they kept around the 12 at a, you know, slightly discounted price. Do you think, I, I think they're going to kill the 13 and they're going to keep the 12 around. Because I think so too. there's no way, like, unless there's something we just don't know, even the selfie camera or whatever, like, no. There's no way you can say that the 13 at a discounted price over the 14 is a worse buy. Like, get the 13, save your money. So I think just because, I think Apple knows that, so they'll keep the 12 around, which honestly is probably still even a good buy at that point. Um, but that just makes more sense because there is a little bit more difference there. At least you can say the processor is different. The notch is smaller or bigger on the 12. The camera is not as good. So like, there's a difference there. But the 13 to the 14, that's, that's interesting. Um, and then, I mean, if they did keep around the 13, they're not going to keep the 13 mini, I'm guessing. Or maybe they do. Maybe that's what they do. Uh, maybe that's how they keep the 13 mini around. Um, I, w I do think, though, even though in terms of processor and that kind of thing, 
even though that's gonna be very similar. I do think the 14 Max is gonna sell like crazy. I think this yeah. might be one of the biggest selling phones that we've seen in a really long time. And that's what I feel like Apple's gonna be happy about it and the consumer's gonna be happy about it because this is what people want. A lot of people just want a bigger screen phone and the Mini was, hey, give Apple credit, they tried it, hey, I love swing and a miss, didn't work <laughs> but out. me and like two other people love the Mini. Yeah, so I think the 14 Max is gonna be hit and Apple's probably gonna sell a lot of them. But the fate of, I'm curious if Apple's going to try to dump their stock of the mini and just sort of get rid of it, or if they're just going to discontinue it from the Apple side, but then just like offload it to carriers so like you can just pick them up for a while. But I can't imagine, especially if the mini sort of a failure, if they keep that around for long in their inventory, probably just get rid of it, right? I mean, just sort of move on, get rid of the 13 because the similarities are way too um, noticeable and just sort of market the 14 and then maybe have the 12s and that's sort of your lineup. I'm checking right now. Do you maybe know off the top of your head, I'm pretty sure they still sell the the 12 and 12 mini. I don't think it's just the 12. Um, yeah, I think they still sell check. some 11s, and I, I usually don't. They usually sell like the entire lineup previously, so they still sell like every phone model than the newer ones. So I think they probably sell the 12. Uh, no, they don't sell. Mini. I don't think they sell the 12 Pro. Oh. I'm, I'm, here, I'm in the Apple. All right. Okay, here we go. I got it. So we've got the 13 Pro, we've got the 13, the SE. Those are the current generation phones, and then we do have the 12 line, which is only the 12 and the 12 Mini. But they do still sell the 12 Mini brand new. Uh, and then they have the 11 uh, before that. So, yeah, that's a good question. Are they going to keep the Mini around, but it's just the older version? I think they will, actually. I, th I mean, they already made it. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing like, they don't have to like develop anything for it. They, they're already making it. So maybe they, I think they will keep it around until they just discontinue whatever line it is, whether that be the 12 or the 13. That's interesting. I, ha I had a 12 mini that I sold not that long ago just because I didn't need it. Um, if they did keep around the 13, I'd, eh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. I still want the mini phone. I just can't convince myself to actually have it it's, as my main phone. <laughs> the mini is going to be a collector's item for sure. Like this is going to be one of the – I still to this day, I regret selling my original iPhone, which I think oh, I sold for like 140 bucks. one of those sites. I should have kept that because they're so rare. Ten years from now, I feel like the mini is going to be a um, a rare thing to have, just because it was the first time ever uh, Apple ever did sort of that small form factor, and it was a different phone, and it didn't wasn't successful. It was only around for two years. It's going to be one of those like vintage things we hear about, like you know, twenty years now. It's like, oh, you got a, a thirteen mini. Um, so I feel like if you want one, add to your collection. Definitely pick one up because. Uh, I can't think of any other iPhone that's like that rare. Like I know the 5C that's sort of kind of like a gem in there because it was an awful phone. But well, I don't know if I'd call it a gem. Yeah, it's <laughs> a collector's item. Yeah. If you want rare Apple memorabilia, uh, the Apple yeah. Bluetooth headset, one of those rare Great things. One. That's, that's hard to find. still a good product to this day. Yeah, um, little things like that. So if you want a little Apple history to add to your collection, a mini iPhone I feel like is definitely going to be one of those. And if I had one, I'd definitely keep one around. I feel like we should buy... Uh, a set of them just to have it's not uh, a bad at least idea. one just yeah. to sort of seal they just to have and to remind ourselves remind me in 10 years to do a video on the 10th anniversary or whatever the 10th anniversary is of that phone uh we'll do a fresh unboxing a fresh uh sealed unboxing of that, so this is like i I'm, i think i'm gonna buy a 13 mini you know once the 14's out maybe get a little discount by it used or something like that because this is my dream and i've never i did it for a little bit but i feel like i need to do it for a long time and it's like the reason I have the Ma the Pro phone is because of the camera system. But I also very often take like a, a real quote-unquote camera with me. So so it's like, do I need the, the Pro camera? Plus the 13 mini cameras are actually pretty good. So it's not like it's, it's not like I'm missing out on a ton. Like it's still a great camera. So maybe, I should have done it this year, but I think I'm going to, at least for maybe two months, get the mini, make it my phone, and just... If I want camera, like if I'm taking pictures, I'll take my actual camera with me, which I do most of the time anyway, and I'll live with the smaller phone because I love the form factor. I absolutely love it, but I just, it's the temptation of the Pro that I always have also. I don't know. I love it. I, there's just something about the Mini I love, but, I, but even me who loves it, I can't get myself to actually use it. So it makes sense that Amazon, they're going... 
Why? Amazon has the uh, 12 mini refurbished nah. for 24. So I don't. Yeah, but I don't want the I don't want the 12. I like that. I actually once one person, probably the only person on this planet that very much notices the bigger notch on the 12 compared to the 13, and it bothers me every time I see one. I'm like, oh, that's huge. I hate it. So <laughs> that's why the 12 mini is out of my out of my. Uh, it's not happening. So I, I don't know. We'll see a 13. I guess th- I'll do this if Apple keeps around the 13 line. If they don't make it, uh, if they don't just like get rid of it altogether, then I'll get one and I'll keep it around. If not, I'll just buy one to use in a few years just to have it as a collector item. So that's basically all you need to know about yeah, the 14, <laughs> which is not a lot. Um, and I guess some of the, I guess we can talk a little bit about some of the other stuff coming this well, fall. Actually, I think before the, we before we get there, so that's the iPhone. When do we? When do you think we're going to see this? Is it going to be the same? Hundred percent. September twenty twenty two. Let me look at the calendar right now to give a, my prediction of when the event's going to be. Let me do a little. Yeah, yeah we do I'll a little sleuthing here. So I'm going to look at September. It's going to be a Tuesday. I'm going to say it's either going to be September 13th. Yeah, I feel good about that. September 13th, I think. And then it'll release on the 23rd. That's going to be my... That sounds right. Yeah. So, because the, the day before, uh, Tuesday before is after Labor Day and after holiday. I feel like Apple wouldn't usually do that. We also always usually see the phones launch around like almost like the second to last week of September anyway. So... That's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm thinking. So a nice. Uh, get, mark your calendar right now. My pick: nine twenty-three for the launch, nine thirteen. Good old nine thirteen for the event uh, yep. day. So I'm thinking. I think that makes sense. Nine thirteen for the launch. The sixteenth, you order it, and then the twenty-third it ships. That makes sense to me. But yeah, I agree. They they wouldn't be shipping on the thirtieth. That's a little far. So yeah, I think that I think that makes sense. All right. So at that event. There's a lot of other things that we're still expecting. What else do you think we're going to see at this iPhone event? My two bets are Apple Watch and AirPods Pro 2. Those seem like if Apple usually does three to four products, that seems like a nice, um, good amount of, it's like three products, but also three products with pretty significant changes because there's Apple Watch and Apple Watch Pro, which we'll talk about, and also AirPods Pro 2, which should be uh, a bit of an update as well. So let's get an Apple Watch Series 8. Uh, this is an interesting sort of area to get into because there's not a whole lot we actually know. As of right now, the Series 8 looks to be a very minor update to the Series 7. So we're talking same casing, same screens, basically the same processor. Uh, I think the only thing we had heard that might come would be a body temperature sensor. I think this was like the only thing we heard. But besides that... Not a whole lot happening with the Series 8, which I will say, it seems like in past years, Apple has really been a little less shameless about doing smaller Apple Watch updates. Because I'm thinking the biggest updates I can think of are 4 was like the biggest with the big redesign, 5 gave you the always-on display, 6 was really nothing, 7 was really nothing, which I I still don't count last year as a big update. So I would say 8 is not going to be a whole lot. But we have heard about an Apple Watch Series 8 Pro, which is a mouthful of a name. And that will be also a little bit more interesting, which according to rumors would have a different design, not flat edges, but some sort of different design, maybe titanium for the materials, a slightly bigger display, a display that would be more shadow resistant, basically like a more durable sort of Apple Watch as a whole, which titanium would sort of fit that or check the box. Better shatter crack proof screen that would check the box as well if we got a larger display there, a little bit special. Uh, body temperature sensor, and then maybe some kind of additional health sensor that we don't know. It's very interesting. Apple Watch is an area we really don't know a lot about. All we know is that it's coming and maybe we've got two different models. This year. I guess there's usually a couple of models, but at least a sport version stainless steel and then maybe now a pro version yeah this is it's interesting on one hand i mean it seems like this is going to be the replacement to the apple watch edition which is the top end model and this is also what we we kind of talked about this a few weeks ago there's supposedly this like more adventure focused kind of more rugged version this is apparently the same watch um it makes more sense to me that it would be marketed as a pro watch uh because you know 
there's a lot of people that would buy a pro watch that wouldn't consider themselves adventurous. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, it is supposed to be a little tougher and more resilient. And um, that's kind of what the titanium uh, comes in. So it makes sense to me. And I think what's more interesting here is not the watch itself because there's not that much exciting about it. But what's more interesting is that they're splitting the line. And I think this is actually important because up until now, I mean, if you go back to the Series Zero, the very first watch, the only difference between watches in, in the series was the material and the size. So you had two sizes, a small and a big, and then you had aluminum, stainless steel, and either ceramic, um, titanium, which is what we have now, or way back in the first generation, you had gold, which that was very premium, but the watch itself was exactly the same. So. I like that they're splitting the line so that maybe this means it can take more risks and more add more things to the pro quote unquote version that they wouldn't be able to do if they kept it all the same because they'd have to keep those features the same in the lowest in, you know, $350 watch as they do in the $1000 watch. And that I think maybe maybe it's what's holding them back a little bit because we've kind of mm. complained that the Apple Watch is just boring. And maybe that's the reason. Maybe it's because They've been in this box where the $350 model has to be more or less the same as the $1,000 model. And if they do this split, maybe that doesn't have to be the case anymore. That's a excellent point. And sort of two pieces to that is one is that we've heard that, at least from some analysts, that Apple is going to do more this year than moving forward to really differentiate their pro phones from their non-pro phones. So this year there's the different notch, there's the better processor, there's the upgraded camera, um, there's the always on display. There's like four things that are only going to be in the pro phone, you're not gonna get in the regular 14, which to that phone's detriment, it's not gonna be that great, uh, or at least as compared to the pro. And I wonder if Apple's gonna do that more across the line with the Mac, the iPad, and also with the Apple Watch. And that was always my hesitation with upgrading the Apple Watch is that was sort of one of the good things is that ever since the beginning, my $400 Apple Watch is gonna work exactly the same as one that's like two or three times more expensive. The functionality is there, same screen, everything is same battery life processor. It's going to work the same. It's just a different material, which I'd love to have a different material, but that wasn't enough to sway me hundreds, if not, you know, a thousand dollars more than what I've got right now. But if Apple could do more with the pro and really make it different and, you know, still keep good things on the regular series eight, but add some more pro features, which I think this, if the rumors are true, would check those boxes. Then I personally am much more inclined to spend more money if I'm going to get a different experience. Also, Hey, you're going to get a better material selection as well. So Makes sense to me and also makes me more excited and way more willing to spend money if there was something different and new and functional uh, with a Apple Watch Series 8 Pro. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. The screen's supposed to get like 7% bigger than what we have now, so it will be a bigger screen. And if you're coming from like a Series 6, then that means you're like 27% bigger than the Series 6. That's a pretty noticeable difference. That's pretty big. Because I know right now, if you look at the uh, Series, if you go onto the Series 7 page, this is how you know there's no difference between the 7 and the 6, because they compare it to the Series 3 rather than the <laughs> Series 6. Um, and they say that the Series 7 has a 30% bigger screen than the Series 3, which if you look at both those watches next to each other, I mean, that's a massive difference. You can actually very much tell how much bigger the screen is. And that's almost the same amount of jump going from the Series 6 to this rumored Apple Watch Pro. So that's that's interesting. That uh, would be nice to uh, see. Um, I guess, and then I'm trying to think of what else. The There's supposed to be a new processor, but you know, who cares about that? There's no real rumor of what that is. I get, I, could you see there being a different health feature as well because the temperature sensor is supposed to be in the pro but that's also supposed to be in the regular eight so apple really know. leads into the health do you think there yeah. could be something different there? i don't know if i mean i'd like to see something but i don't know if they're going to do that and also i don't think they necessarily have to do that because if let's say the only differences were bigger screen that was more shadow resistant you had a different design you had different materials and then you also had better battery life those are five things right there for me, that's probably enough to get me to upgrade. Would those five things be enough for you? Because I don't know if, you know, if health is such a big thing is, and that's really the core of the Apple Watch, is that something where they're going to restrict some features to the Pro and some to non? I, I could definitely see them doing that, but I don't know if that's going to happen this year. Yeah, I, I mean, 
If it is the Pro Watch, it's the one I'm gonna get because that's just, I, we, I talk about this all the time, got something wrong in my head, I need the best one, so that's probably what I'll get. But in terms of, do I need that one because of the features? Probably not. I could see, you know, we got the rumors, which I mentioned a few minutes ago, that this was the more adventurous, kind of rugged, more outdoorsy watch originally, and then they we now have the Pro name. I'm wondering if maybe there's not actual hardware that's different in terms of health features, but maybe this has better running tracking, better cycling tracking, better swimming tracking that Apple would spin as we needed the space, we needed the battery life to do that yeah. stuff. I could see well, that happening. Even what if they did this? What if, let's say the battery, especially for you as someone who goes outdoors and adventures, let's say the battery was not double, but like, you know, 50% better. That'd be nice. And also, here's a great thing they could do is what if they put the SOS mode that's supposed to come the iPhone in the Pro Watch. So, hey, you're a pro. You've got all these features. You've got this better battery life. You want to take a weekend out, go ahead and do that. But also, as we're sort of gearing towards those who are more in extreme athletics or who are more outdoors, you've also got that peace of mind of the SOS mode built in, too. I could see Apple totally restricting that to just the pro-tier Apple Watch. That would be really nice. As someone, so I have... I've talked about this before, but I have, it's called, it's from Garmin. It's called the InReach Mini. It's this little uh, orange GPS tracker, basically. And I use that when we go off-roading and go camping because we don't have signal when we go. So that is, for one, it lets you have accurate GPS tracking that I can sync to my iPad. And when I'm looking at the map, I can see where we are. So that's nice. But the main reason I take it with me is because it has an SOS feature. So even if you're completely off grid, if something happens, you hit that SOS, it uses the satellites to then communicate to um, help and then they can come rescue you if that's what you need. And that's basically what the rumor of this is supposed to be. If they built that into the watch, I would no longer carry that in reach mini. I wouldn't use it anymore because realistically, I know where I am. I know how to read a map. So I'm not worried about having an exact pinpoint of where I am. Um, it's really the SOS feature because if something happens. I mean, you're screwed if you're off grid. So. That would be interesting and it would make sense for the kind of more adventurous types. I would love that. Um, that does seem a little much for a watch. Like that, I can't imagine that would, because let's say you are off grid, then it would probably connect to that satellite network. That's gotta kill your battery life, right? Like that's, you would think you'd want better battery life when you're off grid. But this seems like it would kill the battery life. But I don't know. I'm yeah, all down for it. It I would be cool. I don't know either. I mean, I'm trying to think, like, how they would do that. And, like, are there size limitations? Like, could you? Well, I guess, you know, there is an Apple Watch LT version. So I'm assuming they yeah. could probably do this. And maybe that SOS mode only kicks in if you you enable it. So, like, it's not just when you're off the grid, it doesn't do anything. But you get to turn it on, which that would make sense because it's going to kill battery. I could definitely see that as a thing, especially if they do market this as the outdoor version of the watch. That makes sense, but if they go more elegance and pro, then maybe not. So that'll be curious. I'm, I'm really, honestly, I don't know a lot about Series A Pro, so I'm excited to see what could be coming. Yeah, and I think last thing kind of relating to battery life and things like that. I, I saw, I think it's from Mark Gurman, something about maybe there's a, a different kind of low power mode that is not just completely off where you like just see the time when it runs out of battery, but like some kind of low power mode. That'd be interesting to see. Um, yeah, no, I'm interested what this Apple Watch Series 8 is. The uh, Well, here's the last question about this. What do you think the price is going to be? Because, oh, I'm afraid it's going to be expensive because it's already going to be made out of titanium, which is what the edition is made out of now. And uh, I think that's, it's definitely in the thousands. So what do you think this price is going to be? I'm going right now. I'm going on the Apple website. Of course, they make the process incredibly infuriating to buy a watch. <laughs> I'm trying to see what the equivalent would be. So Graphite St. Lucille 750. I was going to say, I, I don't think it'd be out of Apple's MO to do this at $9.99, especially if you got a premium material and this and that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's going to be up there. I would say at least $7.99, $8.99. I think that they've got to have something started at least under $1,000. So I'd say maybe starting at $9.99. Um, but, you know, then you get more than that. You're talking about, you know, the price of a 14 Pro that's in a different league. So going to be expensive, I'm going to say that. Especially, I mean, the, the Apple Watch, the Sport Edition, is what, around $400, 450 So like, you're not really... $349. Actually, it's better than I remember. So never mind. So it's, it's you know... Uh, $399. They actually raised the price. 
So it's it, you're already sort of in that $500-ish range, so it's not super cheap to begin with, but I think that a pro model would at least be double, or at least, not at least be double, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's at least double the price. I'll say that. You are very right. I'm trying to figure out the price is here and it's infuriating. There's so many different kinds of watches. They don't just let you like choose the kind. You so have it to, looks like, like there is at least everything. one edition of the edition. There's one edition of the edition for eight fifty. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking here. I'm looking here. If you so, get the smaller version, the the titanium, which is the edition, is eight hundred bucks starting. So that's yeah, that's not bad. I I think that that makes sense. It would start around there. I think that's that's reasonable. So well, I wait and see. And again, we've talked about this before, but the uh, the Apple Watch ordering process is horrible. It's actually a little <laughs> bit better than I remember because they're they have uh, categorized them just a bit differently on here, but. Ugh, it's just it's awful to try to do a watch. So we'll see about that. Uh, as always for me, I mean, um, I just will trade in whatever my Apple Watch is worth now because it's just easy and you just go and do that. So at least I'm not paying full retail for it, but I'm going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit off and not much. I forgot what I got. I think the, I got, I traded a Series 5 for a Series 7. I think it was like maybe 150, 200 bucks. It's like, it's better than nothing. Not great, but um, yeah, not horrible. So we'll see what this uh, ends oh, up. Oh, I have the stainless uh, steel ready. series seven, so it's going to be interesting to see what they'll give me for this, because I'm if they do the pro, I'm definitely getting it, and uh, I also just bought this, so it'd be interesting to see what I can get for it. Um, all right, next up, let's talk AirPods Pro two real quick. There's not much new here. Um, I think you know I'm looking at the time. I think we'll talk September event, and then I think we're probably expecting another event. Maybe we'll do that next week. We'll talk yes. November event or whatever it ends up being because uh, otherwise we'll be here for way too long. But what do you think we're seeing with AirPods Pro 2? We had really high rumors about it's going to be awesome. And then now I think it's kind of just kind of meh. Yeah. But also we're both we're both probably going to be getting them. Decent update. So same design, probably, hopefully better battery life. Looks like some kind of high resolution lossless audio streaming, which would be cool to see. Um, the case is going to get... Uh, some notable updates, a speaker built in, so you can actually find it with Find My. You can like play a sound and it'll play it. Yeah, Maybe some kind nice. of key ring thing. And that's kind of it. I mean, a lot of the rumors fell off. We had heard that it was going to be like a, a fitness thing and it was going to have some health stuff built in. That's not happening anymore. It's not going to have a stemless design. Basically, just think of AirPods 1.5. So better sounding audio, hopefully better battery life, better connectivity, and then better case. So all that is going to be AirPods Pro 2, which if you think about it, I mean, AirPods Pro 1, the original ones launched via a press release. So That's true. I don't think this doesn't warrant a ton of stage time. But I think, I mean, if you AirPods Pro or regular AirPods, AirPods 2 to 3 wasn't a huge jump either. So I think there's enough here to fill 10, 15 minutes and then they wrap it up. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last sort of thing. I, they probably go Apple Watch, iPhone, and then... Um, Go AirPods. So yeah, we'll see. and I think I wouldn't be surprised if they don't really talk about the AirPods that much, but they talk about the lossless audio streaming. I think that could be something very big that they focus a lot of time on because they always like to talk about how like they always spend like ten minutes on spatial audio already. So add on like wow, this now supports lossless streaming. We had to create our new architecture to support the wireless functionality. You know, they'll hype it up or something like that. Um, but yeah, I. I'm interested for these. I I uh, still I never went back and like asked that hotel to send me back my pros because they, they I just forgot. So I'm ready for some uh, pro AirPods back in my life. Seems like a decent update. Last thing about those though, I think the rumor is the price will be higher. So what are you thinking? What are we gonna see for the price? Uh, what are we at now? Two forty nine. Well, I, I well two seventy nine. I mean two ninety nine. I mean probably a little bit up. I mean. Honestly, though, the difference between the more we hear about them, one and two isn't that huge of a deal. So I think Apple, the right thing to do is just to do this as the update, keep it the same price, and then move on. Stop selling the original Pros, which is what they'll probably do. And then this is the new AirPods Pro, and then that's it. Um, don't yeah. raise the price yeah. and just keep it at that. That would make sense just, to me. I just looked it up. It's 249 It would be nice if they just kept it at that price. I think we'll see, now that I look at the 249 price, I think 279 and and they stopped selling the original pros. They have the three. They have the well. Actually, do you think they're going to keep around the originals? Probably the original pros. I don't think so. I think that no, this not is, the original I, pros. The original originals. 
they need to sort of they they need to clean up the line of AirPods. I was looking the other day. There's a lot on there, and there's with wireless charging case without wireless charging case. Just default the wireless charging case. Stop selling the other one. I think they should do two, three, and pros because two is like there is like the the carrot to dangle in at the price point. It's a lower price point, even though you can find threes for really good deals. So there's the twos, there's the threes, and then there's probably AirPods Pro, and they're just going to kill the other pros because the differences are too similar. So they're just going to push yeah. everybody to this one. I, I wouldn't even be surprised. They probably won't even call it AirPods Pro 2, just these are the new AirPods Pro. That's what they'll say. That Yep, I would not be surprised if that's what they do. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Those are the three... We can't say for sure, but I think those make the most sense as what we would see at an iPhone event in the early fall in the September timeframe. Um, anything else that we're missing that that seems likely? I mean, maybe you'll see an iPad, but we'll, we'll talk about that next week because that's a whole other story that we'll get into. But anything else for this week's episode? I don't think so. Yeah, there's some little bit of info next week, which we'll get into. It sort of throws a wrench in Apple's fall plans. We'll get into that next week. But we want to hear from you guys again. Uh, let us know, are you excited for what's coming? Is there a particular product you're interested for? Will you be upgrading to AirPods Pro 2 or iPhone 14 or Apple Watch? Are Matt and I just the only obsessed people with the Apple Watch on the planet and no one cares? Or are you also... You, you're sporting a tan line where your Apple Watch is. Let us know. Number is 949-354-3508. Oh, I got to show oh. my tan line. There you go. Show it off. It doesn't look that bad on camera, actually, but it's Mine's horrible. I, I love my Apple Watch. Um, and also, if you could leave us a review wherever you listen or watch this podcast, that'd be appreciated. So, again, we're in uh, Spotify. We're in Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. So check us out there and leave us a review. And also on YouTube, subscribe to that channel as well called the Apple Circle Podcast, where we have the full videos uh, and then as well as clips throughout the week. As always, we appreciate you guys watching and listening. Thank you so much. We'll see you right back here next week on another episode of the Apple Circle Podcast.